What's going on, Spring Cypress Branch? Uh, this is your host for your friendly Spring Cypress YSA podcast. I am your host, Gus Bus, or many of you know me as Gus. I have a special guest with me today. Introduce yourself. Hey, Derek, this is Jose. Y'all know me, the secretary. What's, what do you, do you have a nickname? Like a nickname that, that you know, maybe friends from school named you that, you know, we don't know of? Uh, Bear Claw. Bear Claw? Bear Claw. Elaborate that. Uh, me and one of my college buddies, we always went handshake, and I always <laughs> went with like a bear claw. Yeah, <laughs> you're known for that. Like you're, yeah. whenever you give somebody a hug, it's like a, like a, like you come off like you're gonna give just this little simple hello, but then you kind of just bring them in, and like you just kind of like it's like a like a thumb in the back, you know, in the back of the person. You're just like a what's up, buddy? You know, a little aggressive. <laughs> yeah, man. What's uh what's the story behind that? Is it just you know you just love camaraderie? You love because I know you do it with the missionaries, you do it with like um, uh people like uh, who do I see you do it to? I mean you've done it to me obviously, but you know when you see Yancey and others, like what's the reason behind that? You just like you you look forward to like seeing these friends and these people. No, it just comes natural to me. Yeah, like instinct to do it. Yeah, have you can't. If you can't be yourself around your friends, like that's kind of lame. Yeah. yeah, just keep being yourself, you know. Well, right on, man. Um, we can do whatever you want with this, man. Um, let's go with um, let's start with uh, where were you born first? Uh, no, we're special, just Houston, Houston, Texas, in man. a hospital named after a president. Do you brag? Do you? Oh, Lyndon B. Johnson. Yeah, so yeah. was I. Yeah, and it's still standing. It's still standing. I, I know. I have friends who work there. <laughs> How, uh, um, I mean, are you like a, a naturally like prideful Texan? I don't think you are because there's like things you're known for and, and Texas isn't one of them where you're just like, I'm from Texas, like how I am, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, not really. Not Texas proud, but I am proud of uh, the lifestyle I'm living now. Oh, okay. Good stuff. So tell me about your folks. Uh, they, because um, you've you've mentioned that you're like Salvadorian and you're mixed with a bunch of other stuff, right? Yeah. So uh, explain those origins to me. Well, from my mother's side, I'm pure Salvadorian. From my father's side, that's where I get all the mixes from. Okay. Mexican. Okay. Good stuff. Um, how much? Um, like is he a part of your life? Is he is he kind of in and out? Has he ever been around lately? Never met the guy. Never met him. Never. Dang, that, that can be that can be discouraging. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, not really. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I it, turned out uh, fine. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Especially like, I know you and your brother are pretty good at like taking care of your mother and stuff, right? Yeah. Um. So that's 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 a really good quality in 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 you. Um, tell me what's it like growing up with, um, with your brother? What did you, what did you did for fun? Um, your mother's cooking. What, you know, what did you look forward to eating there with her? Uh, well, with me and my brothers, we just played video games. Video games. He, he has almost all the Nintendo systems. Yeah. And he has either the Super Nintendo or the regular Nintendo. Yeah. And that's where I started off with. Mm-hmm. To me, sixty four GameCube, Game Boy Color, well, Game Boy Color before GameCube and all yeah. that, and so forth. Uh, 
when I was good, yeah, he he always beat me in video games. Hmm. No Even now, what. is it oh, the same today? Heck no, he loses me all the time now. I'm like, <laughs> the cables have turned, bro. It's it's interesting when you go through that phase, right? Because like I'm pretty sure right now I would beat up my brothers in video games, even though they would beat me, you know, as a kid. But um, when did that change? When did you start beating him? Uh, I would say like mid. <laughs> Excuse me. You said what? What age? Like mid teens, like around maybe sixteen. Okay. Okay. So you grew up playing. What was the versus game that you guys played pretty often? Uh, it went between Street Fighter, Marvel vs. Capcom, Mortal Kombat, Blaze Blue, and Smash. Super Smash. Yeah, I love those games. All of those games are pretty good to like. Get upset at your brothers, lose friendships, <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. they can be pretty controversial, right? And now I disrespect the heck out of him whenever we play Smash. I'm like, come meet me off stage, bro. Come on. <laughs> and I will disrespect him and bam. So let me let me ask you this question. So playing video games, um, did you ever have another side hobby to where... It was, it's like, it's just you. You know what I mean? Uh, let's see. Just me. Well, it's definitely with the arts and like mm. painting and poetry. That's yeah. something that, that was just me specifically in the household. Okay, so poetry, art. Um, which one? Which one? Because, I, I mean hobbies the way i see hobbies and, and and this is just how i see them right but people can see them differently but for me hobbies um for me when i think about a hobby i'm thinking about um like shooting the basketball by myself right and i'm so technical with myself where i'm like you know i need to get my feet work i need to make sure that my center of gravity is good whenever i i shoot a jump shot you know um, so I'm, I'm focused on little mechanics, right. That I do when I just, it's just me by myself, right. Yeah. Playing like a loser by himself. Right. <laughs> but, um, for you, what's like your, um, um, which hobby did, did you have like a hobby like that where you were like really, uh, engaged into it where you just have like an extreme level of focus. Does that make sense? That would be boxing. Boxing. Explain. explain. I didn't know this about you. Explain this. Uh, I've always um, enjoyed uh, watching boxing. And, like, I started uh, learning how to just after watching one match. Mm. Then from there, I just kept working on it. I, like, I learned the basics, the jabs, straights, the hooks. Yeah. The uppercuts. And, um, like, I always... Uh, practice it like at least once a day mm -hmm. like mostly in the shower because we all yeah. know everyone does something in the shower something sing oh yeah every, nobody will admit it but everyone does something weird in the restroom all the time right yeah and, i mean maybe your room but for some reason and maybe because it's the mirror in the restroom somebody's doing something strange in there right when it whether it's boxing or dancing or playing your music or whatever it is somebody has that little you know moment with themselves right um yeah i can i can definitely relate to that definitely it's what makes us you know different and, and you know 
unique and weird, right? Like, yeah. it's kind of a human thing, definitely, right? Um, so boxing, that's interesting. Did you um, did you ever try to do something uh, like uh, any sparring? You know, I tried, but. Once uh, some of my friends saw how hard I can actually hit, like they were like, "Now nah, we're good, bro." Take it easy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in my in their defense and my defense also, once I get into a fight, like I will not hold back. So yeah, I don't care who you are. You get me into fight with you, yeah, you're not gonna survive. I, I can I can definitely see what you're saying there because, and when you're in a scenario like that where you can't control what the other guy's doing. Um, like if you, I mean, this is just, you know, I've, I've boxed with friends, you know, like we've put in gloves on and stuff, but, um, when you start, it's almost like this realization, like, holy smokes, right? Like he's intentionally trying to hurt me in a sense. Right. Yeah. And so there's no more friends. There's no more, let's just have fun. It's, I need to attack this guy because if not, I'm going to get hurt, right? Yeah. <laughs> you There's go into the, now. yeah, oh yeah, Uno's <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, especially, you know, um, like if, if you have a, because I'm known to be a cheater for Uno, you know, like if you expose your hand, I'm going to look at it, right? Mm -hmm. If you really care about your hand, you should probably conceal it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely, that's definitely, that's a good one. Um. Jose, tell, tell me about what school district did you grow up in? Uh, school district. Cause, cause you uh, you went didn't you go to uh, Klein? Yeah, I went to Klein or oh, Klein Forest. Klein Forest, the worst of the Klein schools. That's what I hear. It gets a bad rep. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the Klein schools, we're the one that has an official birth rate. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm like, I saw pregnant chicks uh, left and right. Uh, one of them was even one of my fellow classmates, and like she was pregnant during graduation. I'm oh like, my goodness! Oh man! Yeah, those things can be pretty discouraging um, for for some individuals, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's just, I mean, especially if they're like friends of yours. I remember that happening, like, because I mean, I went to Eisenhower, you know, yeah, and it's just one of those things where it's like. You know, she has to miss out on school. Hopefully she can, you know, uh, graduate. But, you know, it's like there, there's those moments where it's like she just has to grow up right now, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some freedoms are lost. I'm not saying that her freedom's over, but some freedoms are lost, right? You know, some of her free time, I guess, is lost. But, yeah, man, um, Klein Forest, um, what what did you uh, study there? Like, what, what were your electives, at least? Elective wise, I always had a business class, French class, art class, and when it came down to gym, I chose one that was uh, more for outdoors, and we did archery. We went in the pool. Nice. We so much. Nice. I'm like, I missed that class. I missed the coach. It was fun. Archery is pretty fun. I really like that one. I did that in scouts a lot. Um, yeah, we did pool too. Well, I did. I did pool when I was in, uh, in Eisenhower too. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it's like kind of the strange, I don't know. Cause in my mind, like you're, it's like a vacation while you're at school, right? Yeah. Like you get to go swimming, you know? I mean, obviously they have like things planned where it's like, Oh, do this and learn how to float blah, blah, blah. Right. But 
Oh no, danger service. If you can swim or if you want to get You're in good. water. If not, yeah. you write a paper. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> let me get in that water right now. Right. It's so much fun. Yeah. I think everybody, um, I mean, for me at least, gym class was like, if, if I could have gym class every day, that would have been great, man. I love gym. I loved uh, exercising. I liked, you know, competing. I loved, it was just, it's, it's kind of like, for me, it was therapy. Like, I, I need to let out some of this energy that I have, you know? Yeah. Um, so you're in high school. Um, you're doing some business, some French. Do you still study French? Do you still practice it every now and then? Uh, no, I haven't <laughs> really done real French in a long time. I I can still read it and yeah, some things I can understand, but and speak it, but it's I'm like super super uh um. Yeah, well, you haven't practiced it in a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about, uh, um, I don't know, some high school memories. What did what did you guys do for prom night? Did you go to prom? Um, well, I almost went to prom. Almost. Almost. What do you mean almost? So back then, I didn't have a car or knew how to drive. Oh, yeah. So I had to, or, uh, like, call a uh, cab or taxi and... I waited for like two hours. Like they kept getting my address wrong. I uh, spelled it out for them, word letter by letter. Yeah. They then the tax guy uh, called me saying, "Hey, do you live in a condo or an apartment or house?" I'm like, "We went over this a long time ago, dude." Yeah. I'm not about to say this one more time. <laughs> then eventually, I just uh, gave up and. Uh, I called the taxi service and hey, I just want to cancel the taxi. Yeah. Then I uh, got out of my tux and got in back, whatever. I, I think I was just in shorts and shorts shirt that yeah. day. Then after I changed, uh, the taxi guy said, called saying, hey, I'm here. I'm like, bro, you already I literally changed. just called your uh, company. Yeah, you're dispatch. Dang. So you didn't even... Uh... Bothered to get ready and go. Huh? I was already kind of too late. Yeah, yeah, that could be discouraging for me at least. I mean, I I was lucky enough to to drive. I was fortunate to drive, but it's it's crazy. I mean, at least at the venue where we had it, like there was hardly any parking. It was hard to get out. I remember having fun, but I mean, it wasn't. I mean, years later, it's almost like. I mean, I'm glad I had fun, but it's it's not like it, it was that much of an, a big deal, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, senior year, was it everything you imagined, at least in high school? Uh, let me see. I didn't have to take a state test because yeah. my class was the last graduate class to ever take tax. What year is this? I'm, uh, I graduated class of 2014. Okay. So that was the last class to ever take tax. Everyone yeah. behind us, they took STAR or whatever they're doing now because I, I haven't kept in touch with them and I really don't care. Yeah. <laughs> that's in the past. Yeah. I, I can't really say that I've, I've like kept in touch with too many high school friends. Um, a few of them that are members of the church I have, um, but high school high school like not not too many of them most of most of them because I, I was kicked out of my home school mm. and I um 
I mean, I, I didn't. I wouldn't say I made bad choices. I was just, I wasn't like driven, and at high school, you know. So I felt a lot of classes. I would skip, and I just didn't have any incentive. I hated school. I, I, I really never wanted to be there. But if I'm honest, I loved history and I loved gym class, <laughs> and lunch. <laughs> oh yeah, lunch. Lunch was awesome. But um, yeah, and then eventually I was given a second chance. Uh, to go back to public school, and I did. Uh, graduated uh, with some friends and mostly members of the church because, mm. I mean, we were a good group of, of people that went to, to Eisenhower High School, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, that those those years were awesome. I mean, I remember, um, like, during finals and stuff, we didn't have to take finals as seniors anymore, you know? So we would, like, hang out at, you know, friends' houses. We would eat food. We would do all kinds of stuff, you know? It was fun, though. Talk to me about, like, what are some things people don't know about you from the branch? Uh, from the branch? Ooh, there's a lot they don't know about me. <laughs> okay. Give me, um, give me some things, some interesting things they don't know about you. Uh, let me see. Uh, actually... When, when I was a kid, I did have a job unofficially. Yeah. But it was only during like for one week because it was in Mississippi when I was visiting them for the summer. Family. This is family in Mississippi, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, went with my uncles to a farm that they worked at. Mm. Uh, at first, they told me, you get $5 for every cow you milk. I'm like, wow. as a kid... I didn't really care because I I just like hey I'm gonna get money I can buy something for I myself. I know, right? Yeah. But now that um, like but later on my uncle uh switched uh his uh, changed his mind saying five dollars for every day you come to work <laughs> because on the first day uh before the shift was over I milked like over six hundred cows. Oh so my goodness! I was gonna bankrupt him and I'm like as an adult I'm like. Dang, he right. screwed me over. He like, she's like, dang. Of course, did you? That's interesting. A dairy farm. Did you um? Did you ever consider this could be your lifestyle? Oh no, <laughs> not, not ever. <laughs> no, like I I love animals and all, but like I couldn't stand the smell. Yeah, it's, the smell could be pretty rough. When I was on my mission, we've got we went to two dairy farms on my mission to do some service. Um, but it was, it was mostly like, um, herding, you know, mm -hmm. cows to like, to, you know, be milked or, um, just to be put in different areas of the land, you know? Yeah. And it's like, no, as soon as you get out of the car, you smelled it, you know? And then like, once you get home, you smell it in your clothes and you got to throw them in the washer and yeah, it could be a pretty rough smell. Um, so not at all? You wouldn't consider moving out? I don't know, owning a little mini ranch or something? Animals or anything? No. Like, <laughs> I just I, love the city. Yeah, well, I love the countryside. I just don't want to work at a farm. Oh, okay. I understand. So you'd like to live in the suburbs, but, I mean, obviously not own a farm or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll be fine with owning a few acres of land. Yeah. And, like... Kind of do like what my cousin is doing. Uh, he has his own little beehive at the front of the house. And then the rest of his acres is just pure forest. Mm. So I remember uh, one time we went for a Christmas uh, vacation. Uh, 
We had to convince my mom to let my cousin take me back to his place so we can go uh, shooting in his backyard. Nice. He was like, uh, he was like, Tia, vas a bien, yo uh, voy a cuidarlo. <laughs> I'm like, thank cuz, you're one of my favorites. <laughs> I remember I shot his wife's 9mm, then his Winchester gun, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. He actually gave me one of the bullets for that gun. A Winchester? This is This is like a... What do they call it? The It's like you don't load it like a normal gun. It's like a like I think it's like a Civil War gun, isn't it? Like it's like a like a pump action kind of thing. Isn't and it? And not the one that he had. What was his It was more like a rifle that you just kinda like just put in the bullet and pull it back. To the side. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Good stuff. But we went deaf for the entire day so because None of us, we didn't think to put earplugs or headphones on. So oh, yeah, we that's were important. Shooting. Yeah, that's definitely important. Yeah, because even handguns can be pretty loud. Um, So you're out there just shooting at, you know, I don't know, like, like beer bottles or what are you shooting at? Uh, we were shooting at the trees. Oh, <laughs> uh, just trees. Those yeah. poor trees. Like, yeah. Well, they'll grow back, you know. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're not too old, I think. I hope. <laughs> Whatever's left of them. <laughs> if there's anything left now. So this is in Mississippi, what town or what? Um... Uh, let me see. Uh, they live uh, by Tyler Town, like maybe 30 minutes away from Hattiesburg. Okay. I mean, Mississippi's not really that big. So, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's not that hard to find, right? No. It is. Like... There are some parts that are pretty swampy, though, isn't it? Yeah, some parts, yes, but we tend to avoid those areas. Yeah. Like, to get there, like, I literally just had to take I-10, like, right. almost all the way until East. I hit, like, I-12 or whatever. Yeah. Like, once passing Mississippi River, take uh 12 East, not West. Wait. North, maybe? No, West, West. Yeah, West. Wait, no, no, no. If you're going East towards Florida. East, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm getting my direction to be so east. Yes. And um, from there, like, we got a good uh, maybe an hour, hour and a half. Then we take uh, the exit that's for 99 or something like that. Yeah. Or, and from there, it's just like practically a straight shot. Nice. Good stuff, man. So tell me about... Um... Because you've done some college, right? Tell me about what um, what you've tried to study. What are you studying? What's, you know, what are your ambitions for that? So for college, I, I was going for fashion and retail management. Yeah. Um, it's the only uh, major in my school that was considered a Bachelor of Science. Everything okay. else, Bachelor of Arts. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why are we the only ones? Stars of science. Yeah. Same Why would that, that be? Like, I would uh, have to assume because uh, in that one, we dealt more with the process of how the whole fabrics and um, clothes were made. Yeah. And, like, running the entire business instead of, like, doing, like, designing and stuff. Yeah. But still, I would have thought it would be at least a Bachelor of Business or something since it dealt more with running the business. Yeah. So you you went, um, so you wanted something to do with fashion, right? 
but it ended up being a little more business as far as like the logistics of getting these materials together and uh, putting it together and then selling, right? Yeah. That's kind of what, what it ended up being, right? Yeah. So did you um, did you like it at all? Did you uh, learn anything or? I, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, what I learned is women's pockets are made small on purpose. Yeah. Why is that? What do you think? <laughs> because they uh, they know that if they market right, uh, they can get women to buy the purses, the handbags, the other ah. stuff. Because us guys, we're simple. We just need our what? pockets. We need the front two pockets. Yeah, the back cute. one barely. Because I yeah. mean, we don't even use back wallets anymore. Everybody has those like, you know, those wallets where you put it like in the front pocket. Now, yeah. you know, it's like you. You can see your credit card and your cash and everything on there already, you know? I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of those, but, I mean, I I mean, I, I can see why people use them. It's just a little more convenient, right? Mm-hmm. But that's a good point. Wow, that strategy. That never actually made sense to me. Like, smaller pockets, so they have to do, like, handbags and purses and, you know, wallets and stuff, right? Yeah. That's, that's a lot. I mean, and if you think about it, I mean... They're, they're women usually they're the biggest consumers of anything that's apparel anything that's clothing right mm-hmm. um yeah i mean that nowadays like if you go to a mall it's like practically designed strictly for women you know yeah so did you learn anything about that business um uh let's see i learned uh Uh, the terms uh, in the pipeline is what they uh, refer to that the products on its way that's being shipped are like overseas. Mm. And it's mostly used if you're doing overseas shipping. Yeah. And um, the markup for the uh, product is 65% around, uh, well, around 65%. Like each company will do a little bit different, but the average is 65%. And some companies they will they save a lot of money by doing it, uh making stuff in bulk instead of doing like uh small quantities like the high end fashion labels right. like Louis Vuitton and all them. And you're pretty much just at that point you're paying for the name for those brands instead yeah. of the actual product. Yeah, definitely. I mean I I've never been a huge like fashion guy. I mean everyone who knows me knows that like more often than not, I'm wearing like shorts and like an Astros jersey or something, right? But yeah. um, when it comes to like shirts and ties and suits and stuff like that, like I I pay you know a little more attention to detail when it comes to that stuff, especially ties. Um, ties is pretty much it for for guys, you know, because I mean, especially like at church, it's white shirts, right? Yeah. White shirts, and then all you can really do is mix it up with. Um, your slacks, your suits, but the tie is like the the exclamation mark for us. I think I don't know, right? Um, but for me, at least, like ties have played a significant role, at least of how I can somewhat express myself, right? Um, are you a tie guy at all? Honestly, don't like wearing ties. You don't like wearing ties? Well, <laughs> me either. If I'm honest, like, I mean, when when. I went on a mission. I understood I had to do it, but it was like, I can't wait to not wear ties every day. You know, it was like, it was, I mean, it just kind of became frustrating for me. I just, I can't, I mean, 
I, I just don't like wearing them, you know? Yeah, I, just, I honestly don't like being in formal wear, but... <laughs> and that's why once there's no more interviews and there's nothing left to do at church, like on Sundays, I'm like, all right, bet, and I take it off real quick. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not going to catch me with a tie outside of church. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. So tell me about, um, like, who... who... Did the missionaries find you? Did a member introduce you to the church? Or uh, how did that how did that go about? My girlfriend from twenty fifteen mm-hmm. is the one that um invited me to come to church. Okay. Uh and before before she even invited me, I've never and I will not joke, I will kid you not, I've never heard about Mormons. <laughs> never. Ne- not even once. That's interesting, because... I feel like the church, at least by now, is pretty much established, you know. I mean, I'm not going to say we're dominant, right? Like, as far as, like, being the most popular. But we've we've been around, you know. And, you know, we have missionaries everywhere and members everywhere, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And this is this this part of town. Because, I mean, you grew up in this part of town, right? You, did you live anywhere else in, in Houston? Oh, uh. For a good portion of my childhood, I did live in Humble. Okay. Okay. Yeah, my sister lives in Humble. And so they have a pretty strong presence there, too, you know? But, yeah, um... Right. I wasn't that big in religion. Like, my mom, since she was Catholic, uh, she always tried to take us uh, when we were kids to church. Yeah. I didn't like it. So, at one point, we, were, we all just stopped going to church with her. Yeah. Then Did I, she keep going? Oh, she kept going from mm. time to time, and she's going now, but, yeah. and she's still kind of low-key mad that chose to become a Mormon, uh, get yeah. baptized here instead of going to, back to her church, and I'm yeah. like, I, I just don't like it, Mom. Yeah, that could, that could be hard, definitely. Um, what was that like? Because, I mean, so, so, so obviously somebody knocked on your door then, right? Well, technically, the missionaries never came to my house. So how did like, it... I was like outside of their area. Okay. So how did that go about? Your your girlfriend introduced you to them, and that was it, or yeah, like uh, she invited me. Like the day after we got together, uh, she invited me to come to church. Wow. I'm that's like... pretty. Um. That says a lot about her. You know, she's like. This is who I am in a way, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. And that's good because now that's who you are, right? Um, I think you've definitely defined yourself as being not just a part of the, the, the community. Um, I mean, you, you were somebody who took part in it, but now, I mean, especially like the callings that you've been, that you've had, you are the community, right? Like, um, I see that you're, you're pretty open to talk to new people and you know um you try to establish like some kind of friendship or camaraderie with them right and that's mm-hmm. that's a good quality to have as a as a i mean it's 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 hard right i mean somebody who doesn't know you know the community the vibe um they always need that friend that's someone to talk to right and i've seen that you i mean the moment you find out somebody's cool like this guy plays video games and he loves anime or whatever. Like you can relate to them, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen that a lot in you. Um, tell me about, um, I mean, the missionary discussions and 
Um, did you believe it right away? Did you hesitate at first? Uh, I was, I mean, when she invited me, I said, yeah, sure. Because I'm like, maybe it's about time I give a religion a try one more time. Yeah. Then I just literally just took one step on that sidewalk of the uh, Lake Houston YSA building. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, this is where I need to be. So this was this was pretty easy. Like you 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 felt. Um, I I mean I don't know if you I mean did you feel the spirit the first time you went to church? Did you feel welcomed? Um, well, first time like I didn't know it was the spirit. Okay. And because I was so out of the loop with religion. Okay. And all that. Yeah, uh, but everyone there they were very friendly. They were very welcoming. Um. Uh, I did have the uh, record at one point for being the one that got baptized here the fastest, which is two weeks. <laughs> wow. Two weeks. So from you... the first day I went to church, two from that, I got baptized. Wow, that's interesting. But then I didn't know that spot. about you. Someone took my record by getting baptized in one week. I'm like, that's crazy. Wow, that's interesting because... Usually, uh, people just need time, you know, before they commit to something like that, you know. Um, did you did you feel this? Uh, um, um, did you feel like there was something that was missing? Something else you could be doing with your time when it came to like religion, I guess. Uh, or you, it never occurred in your mind. It's okay if it never occurred, you know. It really, like, I never thought about it. Hmm. That's interesting. Good stuff, man. That's interesting to see how far you've come from then until now. Something you just didn't know existed, and now that it's here, you know, and you're you're very much a part of it now, right? Yeah. Um. So tell me how much it's blessed your life, or, or what are the blessings that you've seen from making this change? Because this is a huge sacrifice, right? I mean, you're talking about tithing. You're talking about going to church every Sunday. I mean, you, especially now, you know, you're... You've done school and like you, you also work. So to commit a whole Sunday, I know you don't go to church at noon. You're there earlier than, than most people would know, right? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you're there longer than most people. So it's a huge change for you, right? So, I mean, tell me how much of that did you have to adjust? Was it easy at first? Uh, first, uh, back when I started going, like I still didn't have a car. Or knew how to drive, mm. but um, the other stuff that the whole word of wisdom and like the whole alcohol, coffee that that didn't affect me because one, alcohol never affected me. I couldn't get drunk no matter how hard I tried. <laughs> I tried so hard at my cousin's wedding in twenty fifteen. Well, my cousin tried to get me drunk because every time he got a drink, he's like, "All right, give me one for my little cousin too." I'm like, "Bruh." It's not going to end well for you. Remember? Wow. Because I knew he would get drunk. I wouldn't. And I would laugh at his suffering in the morning. That's interesting, man. Yeah. It's like, it's like almost like it, like it, it can't work on you, right? That's interesting. Can't, I can't even get tipsy. So all the conversations <laughs> at that wedding, they were. They were just normal conversations. No, they were super <laughs> awkward because I was the only one that was sober. Everyone else was <laughs> drunk. I'm like, please stop talking to me. Please stop talking to me. <laughs> that's interesting man yeah that's cool um so tell me about um 
Because you, you, I mean, you started off in Lake. So you've done only YSA, huh? Because you oh, said Lake Houston, right? Yeah, Lake Houston. But then uh, I went to Georgie Village for a little while. Okay. And then later on that year, I started going to that YSA, uh, to our YSA. Okay. So the, the I remember you coming to the YSA branch with uh, Swami? Yes. Swami, I forget the other guy's name. Uh, he, his nickname is Checo. Checo. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah, I remember you guys were like a trio for such a long time. And then, I mean, eventually you got a car, right? But um, they were very much a part of uh, those few people that started coming to the branch, right? Yeah. Um, tell me what's the difference between uh, then and now, like especially in the people in the branch. Well, the ones that were from the beginning, the YSA, <laughs> were uh, slowly uh, leaving the YSA, getting yeah. married and stuff. And now I just see a lot of young people. I'm like, all right, cool. Time to learn what the new trend is. Yeah. I, I learned saying the, the phrase, uh, cool cat, kind of makes me uh, old now because apparently no one else uses it anymore. I'm like, dang. I'm old. Cool cat? Just like, that's a cool cat. Yeah. That's what you mean. Ah, okay. Um, Hey, man, you can still say it, you know? I mean, I, I can't think of phrases that I say that people don't say anymore, but I don't, I don't really care what people think. So I, that has a lot to do with me my and, like, my persona. But I think you should be you, man. Be you always, you know? I mean, obviously try to grow and try to, you know, I mean, if you want to be like trendy with, with the kids, I mean, cause that's a huge part of it. Right. Like, um, I mean, whenever, whenever I started, uh, when I came to this branch, um, like my homeward at the, at that time was, uh, Jersey village too. Um, and it wasn't until I got to the branch that I was like, I am so like disconnected from what's trending today. <laughs> you know, like when it comes to music. Um, or when it comes to like what kids, you know, what, you know, these new generation of people think fashion is or what the, you know, movies are into or whatever. I mean, I was just so disconnected because I was always hanging out with like people that were older than me, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's, there was this, this gap that I didn't have for such a long time because, um, like when I got back from my mission, there was no YSA branch. You know, there were YSA activities, but there wasn't a branch. And my best friends, uh, when I came home, I mean, because Yancey went to school up at, you know, BYU. I mean, he, he didn't go to school, but he lived in Utah for a bit. Yeah. And so it was kind of discouraging for me because my best friend's gone, you know, even though he's here, but he's in Utah. And I was like, no offense, but I'm not going to go to Utah to like just to be with a friend. Um, and so my best friends were like married with like a kid or two kids, you know. Um, and it was, it was really cool to like hang around them. And then once like there was a branch, I was like, okay, I'm going to go here. You know, I should give it a chance. Right. Yeah. Um, so when you heard there was going to be a branch, did you just come running with Swami and, and Checo or did you like hesitate at first or, um, no, I, I didn't even know about the branch until Yancey came up to Georgia village with, uh, I think with Dulce to like give a uh, class mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure they're the ones that invited us uh, the three of us to come to the YSA and like uh, I was like 
depending more on Swami if he would give me a ride yeah. because I still didn't have a car. And it wasn't until 2018 that I finally got my first car, which is still my uh, car right now, my pride and joy. Nice. I can beat anyone in a race with it. I don't know about that. <laughs> but um, so you have a... Uh... You had Swami giving you rides, and I remember eventually it was Yancey giving you a lot of rides, huh? Yeah. And it was it kind of went back and forth between him and I for a while, huh? Yeah. Um, those were those were great times because I feel like, um, especially like our quorum, like it was really small. I remember um, because we had two different elders quorum presidencies at the time or, or or quorums at the time, right? Yeah. Um, and if you lived west of two ninety, that was one quorum, and if you lived East of 290, that was another quorum, our quorum, right? Mm -hmm. And that one, I think the attendance at one point was like five of us, you know? And they had like, they looked like a football team on the other side. There were like 15 or 20 of them at one point, right? Yeah. And then, um, you know, Yancey was Elvis Quorum president. And he was like, nah, like, we're not going to go to that class with them just because we have like five of us, you know? Like, we're going to have our own quorum and our own activities and, that's when like game nights and like it started a lot of camaraderies, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, those were some fun nights. Night like those were fun game nights here at my house or at Yancey's house, your house. I mean, it was like it was like all the every Sunday, never miss, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I feel like that's where a lot of people really benefited from like having this sense of friendship and board games and activities, right? Yeah. Um. So where did um where did this whole sequence thing come from? Cause um who had the game and who introduced it to the branch? Because I can't remember. It was like one day, it was there, and it's like something we played for a long time. Uh, I want to say it was Yancy that brought it up. Hmm. He's also the one that brought up Bang and some other stuff. Well, I'm pretty sure it was Yancy that started the sequence. Yeah. Because even, like, I remember when Gustavo uh, Martinez, he was one of the original first counselors mm -hmm. uh, to Presidente Poblete. He and his wife would play sequence with us. Yeah. It was really interesting to have them, uh, you know, when, whenever it would be game nights at their house, mm -hmm. they'd be like, all right, who's got sequence game? You know, and it's like, it was like, I, I wouldn't say overplayed, but it's like everybody wanted their turn, you know, to play mm -hmm. sequence. And then Secret Hitler became a fad. That was when uh, Jose Pineda and his sister would, like, introduce the game to us, you know? Mm -hmm. But those by far are the two most... I mean, Uno is obviously famous, but uh, for such a long time, it was Sequence and Secret Hitler, you know? Yeah. And those those were definitely the, the favorite games to play, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me about... Um, I mean, lately with this calling that you have... Um, what are some things that you've learned with it? I learned that a lot of people have a lot of needs. Yes. So that's actually the main reason I've like hardly ever in class. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, make sure all the injuries go smoothly. Once he one of them gets out, get the next person immediately and make sure uh, they go as fast as they can. Because... We both mean both. We do want to at least be able to have some more spare time. Yeah, but if people need an interview, then you guys course, have to be working. Yeah, yeah, you guys are working all the time. Yeah, 
I remember being having your calling too, and it was it was interesting because in my mind, uh, I don't know. I, I, it's not that I would avoid Presidente Poblete, but I was like, like I, I know what I need to do, you know. Um, if I'm going through an issue, I know how to fix it. I, 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 right? Like, it was very selfish. Um, and then it wasn't until, um, like, I got out of that calling that I saw it more as, okay, well, let's talk to him, you know, about some personal issues that I have, right? Yeah. Um, have you had that relationship with him where it's like, like, no, I need to talk to you now? <laughs> oh, I rarely ask for help. Yeah, because, right. Uh, usually I'm able to resolve it on my own. Mm. Uh, but it's very rare for me to ask anyone for help ever. I noticed that about you because you're also a service-minded person. Like you like to give more than than you receive, yeah. you know. Um I've had I've had some experiences where I've shared a story about you to some some friends. Um we were having a an FHE at your house. And somebody, I think it was you, you were given the lesson on, um, like, the love of Christ or something like that. Mm. And I had shared something on the lines of, I mean, there's a promise in Doctrine and Covenants that talks about, you know, every every commandment has a blessing predicated before the foundations of this world, right? And, like, yeah. any blessing you get is because of obedience to that commandment, right? Um and you you had said like the coolest thing and it's and it's and i remember like if it was yesterday because you were like i don't really care about blessings <laughs> you know you were just like i just you know follow god's commandments because i love them you know mm-hmm. and um i don't look for blessings i don't look for any perks or any kind of you know return or anything because i just i love god or like if i do something for a friend it's because i love that friend you know yeah. and i was like wow there's a huge lesson in that um, that I learned from you because, um, I mean, I mean, my, like my best friends, right? If I ask them for a favor, like I know they have my back, right? And when they ask me for a favor, like they know that I have their back, mm-hmm. but it's something that I expect out of them, right? Because we've done this for such a long time, right? But to expect nothing, that was a huge change of, uh, uh, it's a huge way of seeing it differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause um, you know, you you become so selfless. You know, you don't expect anything from anyone. You know, um, and the more and more I, I've lived by that, I've been like, you know, wh- whenever you do get a blessing, it's that much sweeter. You know, mm-hmm. so much more meaningful because it came from from a good place. You know what I mean? So what where did that come from in you and 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 why was that your response why like where did that come from in you That's just how um <laughs> like it's who I am I've always been like that Um is it something you saw in your in your mother something you saw in your brothers Oh heck no No Definitely not from them <laughs> I'm like the black sheep of the family See, because in my mind, right, that's that's that can be kind of um, discouraging, because in my mind, if you're my best friend, I expect you to be here and you know help me when I need your help. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But you don't expect that ever. You know? Why is that? Let's let's do a deep dive into that. Where does that come from, Jose? Honestly, I can't remember when or why or how I started uh, being like that. I just know that um, if I ask, or like if if I do something for someone and expect something back, I'm pretty much just like a business person. Like, like a transaction. Yeah, like mm. I'd rather keep my personal and business affairs like separate. Mm. Never let those worlds collide. Mm. I thought there was one time that I wanted to date one of my coworkers, but luckily it didn't <laughs> happen because I, <laughs> her true colors were, well, let's just say they weren't so pleasant. <laughs> but That's yeah, I, keep, I just keep my professional and uh, personal life separate. And mm. um, like, to me, like, it's kind of like uh, when someone offers like gas money to give me a rhyme, like, hey, if I really needed it, sure, I would take up take you up on the offer. But just by you offering uh, that before I even mention anything about gas, that that if I have enough by myself, I'm like, it's good. Right. I got you. Yeah. Don't worry about it. But sometimes like I'm like, oh, crap. I gotta pay this bill and this and this. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'll take your offer. Hmm. But normally I, I won't ask for it. But if I uh, ever do ask for it, it's because I have some other things to take care of. Of course. Like major bills. It makes sense, you know. But now I'm blessed with a great job. And I'm like, I can make this two weeks of pay work out for the F until the next paycheck, and it's been going so well lately. Nice. And I'm going to get paid this week. Mm. <laughs> I'm looking forward to my paycheck. Oh, wait. Maybe. Because <laughs> we did uh, get a lip day off, but we got some work, uh, hours for it. Then I got off early one time this week. The only time I got off early and we didn't have every day. <laughs> the only time. Let me ask you a question about that. Because I, I know that you're, you're working more and you're missing out a little more on activities, FHE and Institute and stuff. Um, does that discourage you at all? Uh, sometimes I feel like a little bit in the dark, but I know that... I'll still be able to see y'all on like the weekends or in some cases, um, well, actually I've been uh, hanging out with uh, Andrew more lately and he's pretty yeah. cool. I hear but, a lot of good things about him. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, he counts cards when we're playing a specific card game. He counts cards? He counted cards. Well, like for blackjack? Like counts no, cards? No, like we're poker? playing uh, Egyptian Rat War Oh, or okay, okay, okay. And one of the ways he uh, cheated uh, was he, uh, <laughs> he always kept uh, his favorite card like once he used it or if he knows it's going to be the next one, like he keeps it separate like the next card that he's going to be putting right there. Then he rests the cards above it with his fingers, keeping it separate. So he's just got fast hands. He has, you know, magic hands in a way. Yeah. Nice. But it's pretty fun. Um, What's that saying in Batman where he's like, um, 
he's it's uh what's his name harvey dent he's like i make my own luck kind of thing <laughs> uh, I, you know what i'm talking about on the dark night i i don't remember the exact line of that but yes i do know what you're talking about yeah he has this coin where it's like it's both heads mm-hmm. and so he's like i make my own luck <laughs> in a way yeah Interesting. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Andrew. It seems um, a lot of people have uh, already hung out with him and gotten to know him. I wish we could get. I mean, I mean, I've been pretty busy lately, and there's there's a lot of reasons behind that. Um, uh, I mean, it's when I took this job, I knew that I was gonna be missing out on some stuff, especially because it's nights, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just kind of it was it was time for me to like have some kind of. Um, Something financially stable, um, something with benefits and healthcare, and you know so many different things. So, for me, it was like it was it was definitely worth taking, you know. Yeah. Um, and especially during like these times right now, COVID and stuff, like the volume is like extremely crazy. So, I mean, we could. I leave work, and there's still plenty of work to do, <laughs> you know, and it's it could be overwhelming. Um, I wish I could do everything, but unfortunately I can't and things are going to get pretty rough here pretty soon, you know, because, you know, I'm engaged and I'm going to be starting school and, you know, there's all kinds of things like that. But, um, you know, you kind of just do the best you can and make sure to leave the Lord first and everything and, and hopefully everything kind of, you know, works out fine, you know. Yeah. Um, tell me about, um, I mean, lately with the job and everything, how do you find uh spiritual mm, like how do you how do you make sure you don't stray away in a way and i guess uh what i'm trying to ask is i mean with personal prayer and stuff like that like um missing out on fhe and institute like like how do you find time um and where do you find time you know to to pray and find your scripture study and i guess uh what how's this like um, I do read all the quotes and the special messages that's always posted on like yeah. daily on the uh, Facebook page. I did either do it during my breaks or I fake going to the bathroom just to get on my phone. Yeah. Like we all do that eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone does. Or just either before work or after work. And um, I'm like, I keep telling myself, eventually I will have uh, either date switch the hours around that way I could actually get off earlier or I get an, uh, another job that's during the day and then I'm able to get back in the activities. I'm like, eventually that day will come where nice. I'm able to go back to the activities. And like one uh, things that I've also mentioned to whenever I had the interview for my current job is that I'm self-motivated because nice. I don't like being the one that drags everyone down. So I just, like, my mind's like, all right, you can do this. You're going to do this. You better endure or I'm going to pimp slap you eventually. <laughs> and that just, yeah, it just keeps me going. Like, and then, like, on Sundays, uh, uh, like, I spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just looking up uh, uh, past general conferences and just uh, reading through them. Yeah. 
I lost count of how many I've done so far. Do you do you, do you like reading them better or listening to them better? I prefer to be listening. But yeah. Whenever I put it to listen with audio, I'm like, all right, you're going too slow. Let me just read ahead of you. <laughs> that. Get to the next paragraph while they're still in the middle of the first paragraph and so forth. But yeah, like usually I'll just read it and because I, I read faster than uh, how fast they speak in the uh, audio. Nice. Yeah, I, I can definitely relate to that because like reading talks, um, you kind of picture it. Uh, um, like, like you have, at least me, I, I try to visualize it when I just read it. Right. Mm -hmm. But whenever I hear it, I feel like it's, I, there, like I get more of a picture, you know, it's like a broader picture of what, um, as opposed to just reading it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it's the tone of the apostle or the 70 or whoever it is that's speaking, but sometimes just listening to it gives you a, a better meaning or, or a broader perspective of, of the topic, whatever he's talking about, you know? Um, I mean, I have my little, you know, podcast that I listen to in between the week, but I make sure to get some, some, some conference talks in there. Right. Cause um, it's really, it's really easy to like dive into like what's going on in politics, what's going on in the world with the economy, with, you know, there's talk of inflation coming in soon, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to be distracted with whatever's going to go, whatever's going on in the world. But when you, when you kind of break it down in terms of like, what are our, you know, what's the prophet and the apostles talking about? You know, what are the words? What, what are they telling us to do in these times so we can be prepared for those things, right? Yeah. Um, And as you see, I mean, with like, um, the pandemic and there's, there's so many different things that have gone on as far as like them teaching us to be like financially stable, you know, um, there's like a lot of things that everyone's kind of benefited from, you know, from the words of prophets and apostles. Right. Um, do you have a, a, a favorite, uh, apostle or someone you'd like to listen to more than another? Uh, I always forget their names. <laughs> uh, see, I think uh, the one I was more intrigued was, I'm not sure if he's Dominican or if he's black, or, but one day past conscious, he was, he mentioned something about having like the uh, plenitude there, like um, de la verdad and all that stuff. And mm. Can't remember his name. This past the, conference talk. It's one of the past conferences. Something this year, I think. Mm. Early this year. Yeah, it would have been April, right? I think so. Yeah. Oh man, I'm always bad <laughs> with remembering. That. I can't remember who you're thinking about either, but that's fine. Uh, what? What? Um. Did you have a specific? Uh, um. Like when you're when you're when you're looking for talks or when you're when you're going your scripture, do you ever study for something personal or do you just kind of go with the flow, whatever it is that comes to mind? I guess. I uh, usually go with something that I feel that the entire wise needs to hear, hmm. and so whenever I, um, 
asked to teach a class, uh, just pick one of the uh, many that I believe that we uh, that's important that we uh, learn about more and just go off of that. Mm. I like that because um, something that that I've uh, that I've um, benefited from, I guess, um, when it comes to to elders quorum. I like to uh, ask Presidente uh, Poblete, like, hey, what's something that we, we can teach, you know, the quorum, you know? And he, he usually has, uh, you know, plenty of, uh, like, really good advice, you know? And that's something that I've encouraged uh, the teachers in Elders Quorum to, like, kind of, um, to use, like, hey, you know, just shoot him a text or send him a message, like, hey, what could we benefit from? Um, and you know, he kind of understands, you know, because obviously he interviews people and I'm sure like whatever, uh, topic he thinks can generalize or address the needs of the quorum, you know, he could definitely yeah. give that to us. Right. You know? So yeah, I, I use him a lot. Um, what, uh, how, how's he going with, with your family history? Cause I know you've mentioned that it can be pretty hard, right? Um, and you have reasons behind that, right? <laughs> like, oh, it's yeah. actually reasonable reasons. Yeah, it's mostly on my mother's side that I have a huge uh, uh, trouble like finding anything. I mostly work on my um, father's side family since uh, uh, they're Mexican now. Like, I can find their uh, work is much more easily online. Mm -hmm. But on my mother's side, I would eventually have to uh, take a trip to El Salvador and like uh, uh, talk with my family over there. Mm -hmm. I just don't know who to ask specifically because... You don't have like close ties to anybody over there? Yeah, not really. Have like, you gone there? Not once. Not once. Hmm. Yeah, that could be interesting. I, I mean, know that the chickens they have on their land, they sleep on the branch, uh, top branches of the trees. I'm like, how do chickens? chickens? Yeah, chickens. I'm like, how do huh. they get up there? They're like flightless birds, yet they go high up on the trees and sleep on there. I'm like, how? This is a common thing that like they talk about so much. Like, yo, chickens fly. And it's like, no, they don't. But it's like. There's always that firm believer, someone who believes chickens can fly, right? Mm -hmm. And then how do you explain, like, a chicken that's, like, on, on a branch of a tree? Like, explain that one, you know? Because it's not like they're climbers, you know? <laughs> but I don't know. But, yeah, man, make a trip to El Salvador sometime. I mean, I don't know. For me, um, I mean, we've, like, when it comes to family history in my family, like, you know, we... We're, we're really fortunate here because, um, like, I have a brother who's doing family history, but he's, like, inactive. He's been inactive in the church since he was 18, mm. and he's, like, over 40 now, you know? So it's really strange how, like, we have that luxury because we just, we just love family, and we, like, well, my brother remembers grandparents and great-grandparents very well, um, and he was a kid, so, you know, it's just memories that he has, right? Yeah. Uh, something that I don't have because, you know, I was born a lot later, but, um, you know, maybe older siblings or your mom's siblings, if they still, if they're still living, you know, or um, cousins, you know, somebody has information somewhere, you know? 
Mm-hmm. So it's something worth, uh, you know, maybe a trip, man. You know, have you looked up flights? Uh, likewise, I know it's, it'll be maybe just a few hours get there, but I have no idea, like, who to even contact, like, who's the closest to whatever airport's over there. Yeah. Because most of them, I don't even know. Yeah. Like, one of my uncles that lives there, I didn't, I didn't know how many uh, daughters he has until, like, I saw a picture of him and his kids. I'm like, oh, those are my cousins. Yeah. Cool. Never, I never, <laughs> never met, met him before or anything like that. Like, That's interesting. No bond. Yeah. Well, you can start something, you know, I mean, take sequence over there, play with them or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah. It's mostly uh, my cousins and I, well, my first generation cousins that we uh, love playing games and all that, but my mom's generation, not so much. Hmm. Yeah, that could be different, especially if it's another country, you know, like you don't know what kind of, um, you know, what they're into over there, but I'm assuming the food might be similar, right? I mean, your mother's cooking, I'm sure it's the same as... Oh, heck no. No? Why she, not? She doesn't really know how to do any Salvadoran dishes. But you do? I know how to make pupusas. Well, you make, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I'm the one that had to uh, teach her how to make pupusas after I learned from our, my dear who still holds the record as best pupusa maker in the uh, family, but... This is in Mississippi? Yeah. She's in Mississippi, yeah. You told me about her. It's going to change once yeah. I master the art of pupusas. So break that down, because look, man, I feel like, and there's just no... I'm, I'm not coming at Salvadorians, okay? I'm not. Mm-hmm. I feel like Mexicans will invite anyone to the carne asada, right? Or to eat pozole or to anything, right? Yeah. But I feel like Salvadorians don't really invite us when it's time to eat pupusas. <laughs> be, be, will you admit to that? This is true. I mean, I'm trying to, uh, yeah. But um, why Why is it true? And is it like, yo, we don't want you around, you know? Or, or, or is it just like, a, it's too much work to feed you guys? Or what is it? Oh, it's definitely not too much work. We tend to cook a lot of food, but... Is it a soccer thing? A lot of... I mean, like, when it comes to soccer... I mean, I know you don't like sports much, but when it comes to soccer, it's like everyone is, like, you know, very defensive. You know, everyone's on edge when it comes to that Mexico-Salvador, you know, Salvador game, mm-hmm. you know? um, And it's like, I feel like we're always competing, you know? But... Like, like when I first met, like, my best friend's Yancey, you know? I didn't know Yancey was Salvadorian until, like, we were seniors, <laughs> you know? This whole time. I mean, it's never, we never even brought it up, you know? Um, and I forgot how it came up one day, but the point is, I was like, you're Salvadorian? He's like, yeah. And I was like, I would have never assumed this. And he's like, well, what do you think we look like? I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know? And he's, you know, but we had this, like, friendship that just kind of, like all my all my friends that I've had, you know, that have remained close are Salvadorian, mm-hmm. you know, um, and yeah, Yancy's family, even Yancy's family, like to get them to invite me to eat pupusas is like it's not a thing. They don't do that, you know. Yeah, I have to go to the store and buy them, or go to a restaurant to eat them, you know. 
Why do you think that is? Uh, honestly, I think we're more close-minded and like, <laughs> less ears. Um, part of family or a really, really old family friend, we're not really going to invite you up. But, uh, I like that. I, I like that you're being sincere right now because no one can give me a straight-up answer, you know? <laughs> like, I know with my family over there, like, um, they have, in Mississippi, like, since they have their own restaurant, um, they're starting to get used to more, like, having uh, different uh, kinds of people over, and now they're, I see, I look at their Snapchat stories, their Facebook stories, they're, like, having a lot of parties now, but, uh, yeah, we just, like, tend to stick to our own communities, mostly, mm-hmm. but... That's where I'm the black sheep with them because uh, I actually like going out. You like to venture out of the yeah, flock. Like, I like uh, meeting new uh, new places, going anywhere. I just don't like being like, feel like this place is where I'm going to be staying at forever. Yeah. Hmm. Like, I want to branch out. Sure. That's interesting. That's cool. I like that. Um, yeah. I mean, at least for me, like. Even just Houston alone, like there's a world in Houston, you know, like different type of food, different type of, you know, places to go to or visit. And, and I'm, I mean, not just Houston, but you can go to Austin or San Antonio, you know, and I love going there so much, but, um, there's just so much to see food to try. Um, like you and I are both fans of sushi and like, you know, Asian food, you know, um, it's definitely worth exploring and getting out. Right. Um, if you had to like choose a a dream vacation destination, like where are you going? Uh, like don't worry about money, don't worry about you know jet lag or anything like that. If you could just go and have fun, like where would it be? Uh, oof, that's a hard one. Hmm. It's between Bahamas, uh, Barcelona, um, London, Japan. Okay, give me one option. <laughs> give me like your one, like dream destination. Oh boy. Oh, which one? <laughs> this, this is a very tough one. <laughs> I'm too sober to ask. I'm um, to answer. <laughs> I would say Himalayas. All right. Oh really? Why you like the beach? Like you just want to do uh, um, no, mountains like, and stuff like the that. Mountains, the mountains, uh, right? Yeah. Himalayans is like all ice, right? Or snow and stuff. I have no problem with the cold. You like the cold? Yeah. During that week where we froze over, I went out in shorts, short sleeve shirt. No, you didn't. No uh, shoes, no nothing. I just walked on the uh, snow. Dude, like, it was literally freezing. <laughs> I was like, damn. I was like so happy. I'm like, finally, we have actual snow. Not like the other times where it barely uh, snowed and it just melted by the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an interesting day here because I think everything was shut down. I I even went into work, but it was it was interesting because um, like we didn't even have power here, and I was like, well, they have power at work, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna get out of here. Yeah, we just use our cars to charge our phones. Yeah, I think everybody was probably doing that. 
Yeah, man, that was interesting times. Cause I mean, you were kind of, I mean, no power, no phone, no nothing. It was just like, you know, how how well do we actually enjoy each other's company? You know, like let's talk. You know, and it's me, the sisters, my parents, and we just we ate a lot, we cooked a lot. You know, that's how we stayed warm. I, I mean, I don't think we had power, but we had water and we had uh, gas. So at least we were able to cook. You know. Yeah. We had gas and we actually cooked fajitas on in the chimney. <laughs> How'd was, you do that? Well, for starters, I'm not the one that cooked it. It was my mom and my uncle, mm. mostly because my uncle he, uh, like my mom keeps saying, he's a freaking carnivore. Like yeah, he just eats meat, 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 and like, more meat. That entire week we had fajita. I'm like, can we please have some other type of meat? Instead of fajita, like I love fajita now, but too much of it, I just can't. I need a break. But they put one of the pans in there. They ended up burning the fajita. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. I mean, I'm not gonna plan. Uh, we have something warm to eat, but right. still, y'all burnt it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna be definitely like a need for me whenever I get a house. Like I want a chimney. Um, that's something that we figured out here pretty soon. Cause I mean, I'll, we've never had a chimney ever. Like we lived in an apartment then we lived in a trailer. And then once we finally decided to move into a house, um, a chimney was something that we never thought about. We were like, we just kind of want our own bedrooms and you know, yeah, a garage would be nice. A backyard would be nice. You know, <laughs> we didn't really care about a chimney, but as soon as that freeze came, we were like, it would have been prepared with a chimney. We'd probably be a lot, you know, more comfortable here. But it was so cold in here; it was crazy. But yeah, we did, burned so many boxes that week. Boxes? A you, lot. Of did boxes. you have a chance to get firewood or anything? We had our own firewood, but we went through that within the first three or four three days. Then we just kept burning boxes because my brother has that subscription to that loot crate box and hmm. yeah he still has it even though we kept telling it to unsubscribe save the <laughs> money for the house <laughs> but he still gets so many bucks like every single month wow so we had like, well bro let's put it to use yeah i think i would definitely be burning random stuff like let's burn that chair we don't use over there you know like... burn some criminal records uh, no you didn't <clears throat> sorry abby i had to burn your criminal record before mine Abby's not listening. No, she, she probably might. is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like to give Abby a hard time. I don't know why. Like, she's like, the, like a, I, I mean, if I'm honest, I don't treat my sisters. Um, like, I guess sometimes I do treat my sisters like I treat Abby. But Abby and I have this relationship to where we kind of just go back and forth, you know? Yeah. But it's all, it's all like, you know, a friend thing you know like I, I if i ever like do too much i let her know or she lets me know like mm -hmm. here chill out you know and she does not hesitate to let me know you're doing too much you know oh yeah she you can't stop her from just saying uh, speaking her mind it's true good for her so yeah man um i don't know well, i mean it's we've done an hour and 15 minutes i mean it's hard to believe but i mean We've gotten, we've gotten 
well, that's a pretty good significant amount of time, dude. Yeah. Um, what are you what are you doing right now as far as video games? What are you playing? Uh. Play with uh, Super Smash Bros. with my roommate. Did you do the? Uh, did you buy the new game? Hmm? The new one is like a new updated like version or something. Of Smash? Yeah. No, have, we haven't gotten around that. But is it a whole new game, or can you at least add it? Or, or I don't know. Is it's a whole new game? Oh, it's new characters that. or something, isn't it? I just know that me and him we just get uh, get by the. Uh, well, he buys specific characters. Me and my brother, we bu- always bought the season pass for it. Hmm. And actually, I need to download some of my old characters. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, we haven't gone to the new one yet. We're just sticking with the uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate uh, that first came out. And just, we have almost all the characters. Yeah, that's interesting. You um did you um what was the name of the song that you that you that you got me to play for the podcast when it started? Oh, Uprising by yeah. Muse. Muse. How did you discover them? I was just listening on Spotify and whenever uh my favorite playlist and they like, hey, here's a song we think you might like, and I'm like, all right, cool. You listen to those? I don't listen to any of that. Like it's like I listen to artists. And I just go on 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 that, you know. Like I I never like, like I've tried to do like playlists that you know they think that I might like, and I'm just like ah no thanks. And no, so like I create my own playlist favorites, but then they sneak in uh songs that I didn't even put in my playlist at all. Yeah. Then I'm like okay, some of these are good. I like these. Yeah. And Uprising was one of them. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Usually my source for music is either. Uh, JJ Escalante mm-hmm. or uh, Christian Santa Maria. Like, I'm like, yo, give me a reference to you know someone that you know I might like, you know. And they're like, well, what do you like? And I'm like, well, I like this guy, this guy, this guy. He's like, oh, listen to this guy. He's he's a new guy. You know, he's pretty mm-hmm. good. And that's how I, I get my music because it's like, in my mind, I can't afford to to waste time on listening to an album because. I feel like it's lost time if I listen to an artist and like ends up sucking, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm like, man, I could have been listening to this or I could listen to this podcast or I don't know. I just feel like it was a waste of time, you know? Yeah. So um, what are you watching on like Netflix or Hulu or whatever you're doing right now? On Netflix, I'm watching Lucifer. Okay. And What's that about? <laughs> Apparently in that one, Lucifer is a good guy. Really? And and the season that I'm in now, like uh, it's like they've already fought an angel war to see who becomes the next god because God decided to retire and oh. he didn't name a successor. <laughs> so to fight for it. Lucifer and Michael were fighting over it. So this badly. sounds interesting. <laughs> and now he's like, oh, I realized I don't want to be God anymore. Wow. After they literally went out to war for him. Wow, that's interesting. Um, You mentioned you have HBO Plus. Or is oh, it, yeah. your brother yeah. pays for it, but you have HBO Plus, right? Yeah, I I helped pay for half of it for the first month. And yeah. then he hasn't charged me again. <laughs> like, I uh, remind him uh, from time to time, but he still doesn't charge me again. I'm like, all right, 
Cool, cool. I'm not gonna complain about a free uh, subscription here and there. Is HBO Plus worth it? Uh, yeah, actually, like some of the uh, movies that are not Disney or Marvel, uh, sometimes will be on HBO Max. Um, like which ones? Like the Godzilla and Kong, like oh, when it yeah. first comes out in theaters, like certain ones, uh, they'll stream it on HBO Max for 31 days. Mm. Then later on, they add it back because after the 31 days, they take it off. Then a little bit later, they add it back on and you can actually watch it however many times you want with no limit. That's cool. Disney Plus does something like that where like a new movie comes out and you pay for it if you want to see it like... Oh, the, we, on, on the I don't drop have to pay date for right? it to see the new movies. Yeah, it's like I just paid for the month. Oh, my brother pays the monthly subscription, and you just get to see it. Yeah. yeah, nice. No extra charge. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's like at what point do you stop? You know, because like I mean, I won't say I'm an addict, but like I have like the Netflix, I have Disney Plus, and I have Peacock. But I only have Peacock because I watch The Office so much. Um, every now and then they'll have something cool on there. Like I watched Pearl Harbor the other day or mm-hmm. something, you know. Um, but um, that's like my thing. Like I, I go to sleep watching The Office, you know. It's like a nice little <laughs> before I go to sleep, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then like the family, like uh, one of my sisters has Hulu, and my parents pay for cable, and you know our life is sports. We love watching sports, you know. So that's how we usually spend. Um, and like right now it's college football Saturdays, mm-hmm. um, especially when the Astros are playing. It's like if the game's on, it's gonna be on downstairs, you know. So um, that's how we spend. I mean, not all of our time, but definitely if the game's on and we're home, we're not doing anything. Then yeah, we're watching the game, you know. Yeah. But yeah, man. Well, that's cool, man. I think we got it. What do you think? Yeah, we did yeah. good. We did. I mean, it's an hour and twenty minutes. That's about what you know everybody else does. So. Hmm. Yeah, man. I feel like I mean we didn't have to have a podcast for us to get to um, get to know each other. I feel like we've known each other for quite a while already. You know. Yeah, I've been like but, um, what five years? About I mean, six years. We started coming to the branch in sixteen. Was it two thousand sixteen or seventeen? It was seventeen. Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely five years. Um, but yeah, we've. Um, I mean, I've I've gotten to know you you know, very well. I've seen how much you've grown. Um, I've seen you become a leader. I've seen you, you know, and not leader because of your calling leader, because you just like to, you know, help. You like to serve, you know, you like to help others. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen you grow and keep growing, man. Um, I mean, every time I, I think about um, the people that have come and gone to the branch, we need people that are going to stay and keep you know being those those leaders you know like not necessarily and because you have a calling but because you know they can depend on people like you to continue to you know help people i mean people come into the branch like you see it all the time now where it's like where where are these people coming from you know like it's crazy how the lord is kind of trusting us with some of these people you know and and we just have to be there for them you know Mm -hmm. So continue to do everything you're doing, man. I'm so proud of you. The the I'm sure like everyone can relate to 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 that statement that you do so much around here. You contribute so much, and and don't stop, man. Don't ever stop. Yeah. All right, man. Well, it was good talking to you, brother. Um. Uh. Anytime you know you want to 
talk or anything. I mean, we're always here for you. And, and, and especially, you know, you have this relationship with, with Boblete now that I see that it's pretty, I mean, it's not um, because of callings. It's like personal, right? Mm -hmm. So that's good, man. Keep a mentor like that around you always and, you know, ask for advice. And he'll give you the free advice anytime, man. So anything else before we close? I still don't like Chick-fil-A, so y'all can't ask. <laughs> what is it with that? Why can't you like Chick-fil-A? It's they fried chicken. Get, How do you ruin... <laughs> you can't ruin fried chicken. Well, they always get my order wrong. No, they don't. Yes, they do. And if they do, there's like some really like attractive guy or girl who's like running after the car to like get your order right. And um, if you can just go back, yo, you got my order wrong, they will literally give you like... Free stuff. <laughs> That's how they work. How can you not like Chick Fil A? It's amazing. Okay, fried chicken. Like, best best fried chicken place. I actually don't like fried chicken at all. I really don't like. Whenever my mom gets it from Papa's, I always take off the skin, get a towel, and damp out all the uh, excess grease and all that. The skin is the best part, bro. Well, yeah, I guess the the, the juiciness of the white meat is pretty good, but um. I don't know, man. I like the crispiness. I really do. <laughs> hey, man. Grow up, okay? <laughs> Eat some fried chicken, all right? It's good for you. Hey. It's good for your. It's good for your heart. Fried chicken is bad because it, a lot of cholesterol and all that other stuff. <laughs> so no. It's good for your heart. <laughs> no, <laughs> not your health. <laughs> it ain't good for. Your <laughs> oh. All right, man. I think we got it. Thank all you so right. much for listening, guys. Mm -hmm. Bye, everybody. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.